is good, everyone. Uh, this is Spencer from Scoped Exposure coming at you live um, here for November 2022 Listen Up playlist. Uh, for those that might have missed it, um, I'm kind of bringing back this series to kind of feature a lot of new music because uh, for multiple reasons. One, I, I think it's a valuable prop, especially for Scope to be able to be putting on new uh putting on new releases for for our audience and be uh just an excuse for me to hang out with my co-host my wonderful co-host jack cooper of what it takes blog um so yeah this is gonna be november 2022 we got some badass tracks and um jack and i haven't really done any facetime uh or hangout time since the last time so uh yeah I'm, i'm stoked to be here and uh Jack, welcome. Uh, welcome back. It's a pleasure, as always. Yeah, uh, I like that we're both in kind of newer spaces. Obviously, like you said, you, you just moved in a couple uh, weeks ago, and I'm in my parents' office because I'm visiting family. So this is a newer space. Okay. Right now. Yeah. Same, same faces, new spaces. So uh, yeah, obviously this is audio only, so people can just imagine what those spaces might look like. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's it's very serendipitous that things are are rolling in both of our lives. Um, and uh, yeah, before we're getting into the actual music, uh, it's it's warranted for Jack and I to do a proper catch up of what's been going on for both of us in the last month or so. Um, so. Who who should be going first based off uh, the happenings of of their hardcore lives? I feel like I can go first since mine's kind of like it's like wading in the water a little bit, and then yours. I feel like since like you've had like act like you know and other stuff, I feel like that's the deeper dive. So <laughs> sure. I, I can go first. <laughs> we'll do the shallow end and then you know uh, plunge into the deep end. So yeah, w- w- what should you been up to, friend? I I mean getting towards like exam time for grad school stuff so i'm just been trying to study and have that not affect my hair regrowth you know i'm trying to grow out the hair worried that it might not grow but you know other than that uh hostile takedown played a show a week or so back was pretty sick uh (laughs) someone got knocked out which is uh seems to become the usual now so that was pretty it's, interesting it's an actual hostile takedown it sounds like indeed yeah no i mean the scene we got here is pretty dope i i think uh i'm sure some of our some of the listeners here have probably like been to roanoke or maybe heard of it but like we're we're on the up and up we're having consistently like 100 plus people coming to shows which it hasn't happened God, in like eight or 10 years. So mm. things are going good there. I actually have a show later today that I booked for Fixed View, if you're familiar with them, on KOTP. Fixed View. Um, yeah, that's uh, Alex. Um, they did, I think, two EPs this year they're from Florida, and they're just doing a, a solo run throughout the South. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I love being able to to do a pod the day of a show. Um, that that seems to be a big move. Um, yeah, that's very cool. Man, uh, where do I begin with every? It, it's realistically there hasn't been a lot going on as far as frequency wise, but it feels like act like you know was just such a a huge weekend of just so many different things. Um, but uh, and, and and there's another cool endgame related story to to share for sure. 
Um, okay. But act like you know wise. Um, yeah. So, so we had the pleasure of playing that. Um, I think the maybe the top three moments that I can share on this podcast because I know people are mainly coming here to listen to new music. But if I could speed run three cool moments, um, because uh, flying from Canada to the states is abysmal when it comes to like um, prices, uh, mm-hmm. we ended up thinking it was a good idea to fly to Houston, Texas, yeah. uh, instead of to Tulsa, just because we would have had a crazy connecting flight and it would have been double the money. So we opted for that. Um, I asked Aaron, who puts on Act Like You Know, if there's any bands from Houston that we can ride up with. But we had crunched the numbers if, you know, what it would take to, um, you know, just rent a car and drive drive ourselves. But he was saying Mexican Coke, uh, which is more of like a kind of like a dirty uh, punk hardcore kind of band uh, was playing the fest and we could ride up with them and we hit them up. And in the span of, I would say, like 24 hours, we became, you know, really, really good friends with those kids. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and the morning of the Friday of Act Like You Know Fest jumped into a van that had three passenger seats, uh, not including the driver and the and the the front seats. So a lot of us were Shit. just <laughs> sitting on the floor, um, you know, and 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 I feel like that camaraderie of just being able to force a bunch of hardcore kids or just punks into a confined space for an eight hour drive, mind you, just kind of forces people to be like, yeah, so, you know, talk to me. And, you know, like (laughs) we just became, uh, yeah, we became friends and uh, we got to hang out with them a lot on that weekend. And, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, Endgame wants to do a lot more touring next year. And it would be foolish not to do a number of those shows uh, in Texas, hopefully with with those kids, because they... I, I just love the idea in hardcore where you can just like you kind of give the trust and the um you know like over extension of friendship up front to like strangers. Yeah. Um, but that mm-hmm. almost like makes your actual friendship once it's actually established way better. Um, so yeah, it was it was wild to just have that like southern hospitality for lack of a better term, um, with a band like them. So I wanna give them a bit of a plug. Um the actual fest was crazy. Um, the minute that we walked in um, to the fest, it was like my looking back at, you know, me going to Promcore 2021 and seeing this is day one, band two, because unfortunately we missed the first band, but it is mm. arguably way more people are here. And it almost like mm. the vibe was established immediately. Um, oh, I love so I was like, oh shit, it's going to be like a hella good weekend. So, um, that was definitely a moment that like, I, I still think about and trying to think, um, and I think the other main thing that I can mention from that show specifically, um, was the scary band rock block, which was yeah. cell peeling flesh and snuffed on site which was right after when Endgame played. So we, you know, we had a really awesome reaction. We were like really stoked on how people took it. But then it was like 
just crowd kill central for like three bands mm. straight. And, you know, I'm sure you saw the meme of the person who like clotheslined their head on the, there was like a metal cage that hung from the ceiling to have the, the PA system. And someone jumped off during snuff on site. And it was like, like just cool. And then the body went this way. Ooh. And then the whole, <laughs> That person came back the next day and was still moshing. So shout out to them. I don't know what your name is. <laughs> and his head still connected to his neck, right? Yes, surprisingly. <laughs> um, but after that, I was like, there's no way that people are like, because I'm sure you've been at a show where it's like, there's been that scary um, oh, yeah. beat down related band. And then no one, there's no gas in the tank for the next couple of bands. But it was like, hold my own, ozone. Um, I'm trying to remember of who else played, um, towards the end of, I think it was like, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't remember specifically, but I was like, oh, they're like, it's kind of like hold my own played and the lights went on and it almost everyone just had like a second wind and it carried all the way to when gridiron was closing, closing out the night. Now I will say the start of Sunday, the last day of the fest, I think people mm -hmm. were starting to feel that, but oh, I yeah. was just impressed that like people like that, that wasn't like a, Oh, we need to take a break a little bit. It, if anything, it just like shut it up even crazier. Um, hmm. so yeah, that would be kind of like the, the three kind of moments, um, you know, not to just keep rambling, but you know, that fest was awesome. I really think, and I would like to put it out there that I think, this is gonna it reminded me of like where ldb was in like 2019 um oh, okay i i feel the traction of where things are picking up as far as like an unconventional place where a hardcore fest is just blossoming so um shout out to aaron and anyone else involved in the fest and making that weekend super super special yeah no I, i'm really happy to hear that because like I can remember because like I've never been to LDB, but like seeing the footage of it from 2019, you could tell something was happening. And I'm glad that like that same thing is spread over to like act like, you know, and once the hopefully the footage, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing your set, obviously living in fear set. And um, I can't wait to see what, what happens next year. I, I'm sure they'll top it, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I think it's like. It's really cool to see um, Aaron just build up this fest, not only just for a good cause, because all the money uh, after paying the, the the main bands is going to get donated to Oklahomans for equality, but just like his pulse on when new things hardcore wise are happening and being early to that, like like I'm sure that I we we talked a, I think we've talked about this where. Aaron was one of the very first people to reach out to Anklebiter before they even had music out. And mm. I would argue that they had one of the hypest sets of the entire weekend. Like so many like friends just like in Anklebiter jerseys just going off. I think they had the most amount of people at the front like singing in their music. And oh hell yes. And so, and that band is like maybe 6 months old. And uh and and I love that band. Um uh, as well but it's just it's just wild to to know that he was so like yo if your demo is hot like just dming rachel on twitter being like yo if the demo's good i'm gonna put you on the fest and build them like way higher than than and these are rachel's words than they even deserve to be but it was almost like 
he just has like a bit of like a a sixth sense or like I don't know if he's no Nostradamus to a degree where he can just anticipate yeah. like, oh, okay, I think that I think this could work. And uh, you know, that's a risky play when you're a fest organizer, but um I feel like he's got an intuition when it comes to that. So I I know that it will carry out into when when he's booking plans for twenty twenty three. Yeah, no, I, I would say that like the, that in, instinctive like the Nostradamus type effect. I feel like there's another that's like FYA, obviously, with like Bob Wilson. I feel like he has a really good like nose for what's going on currently in hardcore. And that's why like when you see people go to FYA and like people's reactions afterwards, you don't see people having a bad time. Yeah. And I feel like the same thing's about to happen for act like you know, like he I don't I don't know if I was in if I was in his shoes, if I would have been like, oh, this band just put out a really good demo because I love the ankle biter demo. If I would have like built them on there, but obviously he made the right choice. And like from seeing their reaction on the the run they had with uh scal i mean like <laughs> they're fucking incredible yeah yeah and to and to think that their set was as crazy um as the scowl set which you know scowl was closing out day day three of the entire fest but uh yeah it, it's it's really cool i'm i'm really excited about that fest and i hope that there are more people who are going to ch- to check it out um and you know there was definitely even like people coming up to me because uh, I want to shout out Cayman from Strangle Strangle You, because yeah. I think that there was like you know I was I was excited about like being able to just hang out at a festival for the first time in fucking forever without having to think about filming as well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Cayman from Strangle You came up to me, and the very first thing he said to me, and and I, I, it, it just put me in the right state of mind. He's like, "You came to rock, not record this year," and I was like. You're goddamn right. And I think at after the after he said those words to me, I was just like a little bit more of like not a menace, but I just like enjoyed more about the fest when it came to just like going off for bands that I love or just acting like an idiot during Mexican Coke or Scowl. Um, and then just obviously like playing uh as as hard as I could for the end games end game set. But yeah, it was really cool to just be in that and and oh the original thing i was trying to say is like people coming up to me telling me like it's really nice to see your back from last year or like i came to check out this fest because of the videos i saw through scoped exposure so no that's awesome it's really cool to be like a part of of the you know feeling a part of that community when i'm just like maybe the one of few canadians that's there that weekend You've got a name for yourself, man. I was thinking, I, I was meant to mention this to you in like a DM, but I was, uh, after we did release the first episode of our little joint venture here, there's like a number of young kids that are just getting into hardcore in uh, Roanoke. And they're like talking about like knowing who you were for like a long time. I'm like, how do you, how do y'all know scope exposure when y'all just been going to shows for six months? This is fucking crazy. That That is wild. Um, and yeah, I, I'm super appreciative of any time like there was multiple people at that weekend t- coming up to me and me like, you know, thanking me for like doing the podcast, like they listen all the time. Um, and I, I always try to do a little bit of a pulse, like what is the episode that put people on just so I can kind of track like, oh, was my, you know, was it me bringing that one big guest that just got this sea of people or was it like bringing on someone who's like a little bit smaller in their local scene that like, you know, they're like, 
who is this Canadian person interviewing my friend from uh, Atlanta or, you know, Florida or, or Texas or whatever. So um, that's always something that's really interesting to me. But at the same time, like any, the fact that anyone is listening to this episode right now, um, that's something that I do not take for granted. And, you know, I know a lot of people could, I think there's a lot of people that can think of how I voice myself or carry myself in hardcore and they think it might be corny, but it's just like my over appreciation of like, I don't deserve any of this. I don't deserve any of the listeners or any of these people. And so the fact that anyone is tuning in or has a little like the name scoped exposure means anything or, or the name, what it takes means to anyone. I think like that's something to (laughs) the fact that people give a shit about me doing hyper nerd encyclopedia shit on the internet and talking about bands that they probably (laughs) would never know. Otherwise it's wild to me. People sometimes message me and just be like, I found out about this release because of you or like, I've been following you for like a year or two. I'm like, that's fucking nuts. Cause I just did this because I was tired of annoying my friends on my own personal timeline. <laughs> I was like, I just need to make this a separate thing right. so that I don't bug the fuck out of my normie and just regular friends. Yeah. But, uh, I think uh, I'll counter what you said though. And I think that you do deserve this because you're doing some good ass work, man. And it's not coming from, from my own bias. I think it's good shit. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, th- this isn't a, a uh, an extended intro of this podcast to just to sing praises to to myself or, or you specifically. I think this is just where where, where we've gotten as far as flow wise. But um, I don't know. There there are times now where it's like I'm having bigger people on the podcast where they have a- after we wrap up the recording, they're like yo, you're like really good at what you're doing and you need to like, you need to keep that shit up. And uh, yeah, I, I guess I'll like, I'll like s- someone that said that recently to me was I had Matt from Citizen on the podcast and I was like, you mm. know, to to have someone of like, I like feel like I grew up with part of their releases when, you know, Citizen was just a really small band and, and just kind of getting going. Um to to kind of just like get to that level where it's like oh I'm not just someone that like like randomly got these opportunities it's like there's a reason that you know p- certain people are saying yes to these things yeah the rhyme and reason man yeah yeah so anyways appreciate everyone that listens uh, appreciate anyone that talks shit uh, you know because I'm still in your feeds and you're you're still talking about me so um, with all that being said I think it's time for us to check out some new music um, oh yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, uh, if you missed the first time I got five picks, Jack has five picks. Um, you did another double back to back on here, which I, uh, I'm loving. So I might just keep that a thing because honestly, like I, I, I really like to make sure that the end of one song kind of goes with and doesn't like fuck up the beginning of another one. And it just so happened that like, the eighth and ninth pick had to be that way. So well, I, I respect it. I was trying to figure out, like, where is my back to back picks? If you have a back, I don't know pick. if you have one. Cause I, I was thinking that too, is like, why don't you have one? But yeah. I think it's because yeah. you went first and you'll go last that that's oh, the reason. Yeah. Okay. That's probably why. Yeah. This is us figuring out how the show works <laughs> while we're making an episode. <laughs> um, but pick number one, uh, we have, 
the Boise Boys of Rejection Pact. Uh, the track we're going to be checking out is called Working Off the Past, which is off their brand new album that they put out through Safe Inside Records called Can We Wait? Um, Rejection Pact is very close friends of, of Scoped Exposure and just myself um, as well. Um, you know, they just put out this record and uh, I was talking with Dev, their singer, just the other day about um, they did a separate post, just kind of, kind of like the the older style of albums, doing like a thank you list or just like bands to check out, and um, and we were tagged on that, and I didn't even see that until we got the the notification, and Dev was saying, I, because Dev's a little in the same age bracket as me, and he was saying, like he's seeing less and less of that with new like full lengths that are coming out these days. And that was something that he always appreciated, like getting to get nerdy and like, you know, bring out the mm -hmm. magnifying glass and like look through things and then like, um, make a list and then go check it out on online. So that was like something that was like kind of interesting to see. Um, this album also, I know through dev and through Charlie, like has been, kind of in the chamber for a long, long time and has mm -hmm. been waiting to come out. Uh, I think it even just the production of it took a long, long time. Um, so it's finally did, cool to see that a band from Boise that, you know, I think gets love by proxy um, off of things like Ingrown and, and some of the members that share stuff. But I'm really happy to see that Rejection Pack finally has a new release and because I know that band is a band that will be very focused on touring and, and putting that out and, and hitting the road as much as possible. Um, and I also think the style of music that they play is just a little bit um, like not the current norm of what is yeah. the, the, the top flavors. So I always like having a little bit like of, um, of that uniqueness um, for a band, especially from Boise. I don't think there's any other more melodic punk focused bands from there that are doing this style it this good yeah no 100 percent. and i i think like obviously i've, I've been a, a fan of rejection pack since the 2019 release they did and i think it's funny that the album's called can we wait because i've been so impatiently waiting for new <laughs> material from them <laughs> I, like, <laughs> legitimately i look every now and then remember like oh yeah rejection pack's still a band where where's the new material right. i'll just like kind of sulk in it for wait? a second but Not any longer <laughs> come on guys yeah. <laughs> um but I uh, I was just going to say that I, I think it's good that you put this or that we put this first because it's kind of like, like you said, like there are bands doing this style, um, but not a lot. It's definitely like a palate cleanser for people that might be listening to like the more heavier kind of kind of shit or maybe like more like the faster stuff that's starting to pop up. That's, uh, you know, like the uh, restraining orders, angle biter kind of speed stuff. And I think that just the Boise scene from what I know in general is just a, a beautiful thing. I really respect it. My brother played there over the summer and had nothing but good things to say about it. And I'm really happy that people still are fucking with rejection pack. They're here for the LP and they're, I think they're going to have a good year next year. I feel like that's one of the scenes that's going to have like an off the charts year. Yeah. I think maybe one other thing that I can quickly add before you um, play the music is like, I think the big thing that I see for, and I saw this at Act Like You Know, is that like two-step style bands 
mm-hmm. almost have like always have like a really good reaction or even a crazier reaction versus like the ultra like like ignorant like pit style bands where everyone's fucking windmilling and you know mm-hmm. trying to pick up change because i think it's just like that is the level one mosh move for people that are maybe newer into this music where they're like okay like i can kind of like figure something out versus like i don't really know what to do with my arms here you know and i Mm -hmm. think like the heavier the band the the mosh style requirements are almost like heightened but Mm -hmm. it's just every time a band that act like you know whether they were a beatdown band a thrash band or a punk band anytime a two-step hit it's like the entire room felt like it was on fire but you know the the more like halftime or the kind of breakdown style things where it's like people are going off but it's like i just see more people active during like two-step style music and i think rejection pact is like bread and butter for that kind of stuff so if you if you like to dance, uh, can we wait? And rejection pack should be your shit. Um, this song is called "Working Off the Past." sick shit indeed it's just uh i i like that it has a little bit of melodicism in it too i feel like that's something that i expected more out of like bands coming out like from pandemic i expected more of a melodic hardcore like jump but maybe this will take some people uh in the ass and in the brain so they start making more melodic stuff right so that's that's that was my 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 introduction to hardcore was just the melodic two-stepping kind of stuff so mm-hmm. i'm i was trying to because i think that um that guest spot is uncredited and i'm trying to figure yeah, out i was going to ask you about that but I, did, I didn't know if you knew yeah i don't i don't have it listed here um maybe i'll i'll fire dev a dm 
as we're recording here to be like, who is this sick vocalist spitting some fire off this track? Um, but while I'm doing that um, and showing that I was semi-unprepared off of that, um, Jack, how about you cue up the next track for us? Yeah, yeah, most certainly. So the second pick we have uh, going here is uh, a band out of New Jersey called Reaching Out. Uh, the track is called Impaired off their latest EP, What Was Left, that came out on From Within Records. Um, I've been a big fan of reaching out since the, the 2020 demo. I really thought it was crazy just to, like, it happens every now and then. Every generation has a couple bands that are full of super young people. Like, I think when this band started out, they were like 14, 15, 16. And just to see them play at This Is Hardcore this past year was just incredible. I, I think it's really just kind of renews my spirit to see not only like young kids playing in bands, but also like them being at almost every show that I go to, uh, the few that I do go to in Philly, they're like always there. They're just traveling about, just like living that life. And uh, I think it's interesting. I didn't expect the reaching out material that they just put out to go a little bit more moshy. Like I wouldn't call it metallic hardcore, but there's it's definitely a little bit of a switch up you came in early on like the demo, but um, I like this track and I really am looking forward to seeing what they do in the future. I don't know if they've been able to tour out that much. I know they play regionally uh, out within like the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic, but I'm hoping to see more of that because like, honestly, like the energy up there, especially like in Jersey and Philly um, is just, it's fucking awesome and infectious. And these, these cats are the reason why a lot of that's happening. So I have uh, immense respect for them. Yeah, I've seen this name pop up a, a couple times. I think I've listened to, uh, because they had a, um, yeah, the Wrong Pace single. I listened to that mm -hmm. and I, I really, really liked it. But I didn't know that this band was just uh, ultra young, like under 20 when it came to... Uh, to playing that's really really awesome oh yeah yeah no i i think they might have a member or two now with changes that are like 19 or 18 but even still like when i was that age making music oh, it was God. complete dog <laughs> shit dude it was dog <laughs> shit this is this is a should be on a fucking altar in my opinion i mean <laughs> yeah it's incredible it's i don't i don't know if it's just the times or if there's just more good inspiration for those people that are getting into this shit to like write good music because, oh my God, like, I, I, I don't know how much money someone needed to pay me for me to, like, premiere the bands and the music that I was making when I was 16, 17. Because that shit is horrendous compared to stuff that's coming out today. Oh God, yeah, dude. I, I, I would rather just, like, delete all my, my social media accounts than after, like... <laughs> Let that surface fresh for the sake yeah. of uh, you know not having to earth uh, to unearth any any uh, man. There's there's just so like there's there's CDs that I have in this room from those bands that I'm like I can't for the life of me go back and and like listen listen to that. Yeah. Nor would I ever dream of like trying to premiere it and and showcase people, but. I, I know that if people dig, they could probably find it, but like, please, please don't dig. Please don't go looking. <laughs> Put the shovels down Put and the just shovels. be happy with what you have. <laughs> um, very, yeah. So without, uh, you know, 
further ado, uh, impaired by reaching out um, music that is way better than any of us that were making uh, when we were that age. Uh, let's You're here. Let's get it. That's ri- I'm I'm into that. That shit. That shit. The bass player of that band is just having a fucking time on that song. Yeah, dude, he's just he's walking a little bit. He's just like fucking speed of light or or whatever. I mean, it's it's cool. <laughs> I, I I can fuck with it. And like I said, I like before. I, I didn't expect it to sound like this, but I'm here for it. I'm I'm honestly like I'm I'm completely happy with it. Yeah, I I think there's, you know, it's it's a, um. It's a it's a classic trope for to start a song with a bass intro and and then feed the guitars in or like have that kind of thing. But the fact to like just do bass and then everything comes in is is a bit of a power move, in my opinion. So um, whoever's vote in the band uh, production wise to do that. Props, props to you. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 tracks really, really cool. I, I was almost anticipating it to have a little bit more of like a heavier like i was like are we gonna do this breakdown into like a bigger breakdown at the end but to like bring it back to like the more like kind of fast um kind of i don't know what that part would be called but it kind of sounded like that expire like like that kind of shit yeah to it's bring a little it back bit more of like a traditional throwback, you know, like instead of just like ending on the most like monumentous like riff, they're just like bringing it back to something faster, maybe to a chorus. I mean, it's right. I think I, I honestly like that because sometimes you just like things can get you can anticipate what's going to happen uh, and predict things, especially with heavier stuff. And this was 
this was nice. You know, <laughs> I like I like not being able to like sit there like, all right, this part's next, this part's next, and right. we're gonna do this. There, I like a little bit of a switch up. It's a little bit of a sometimes I like I think there's a way to connect with the music where you can be like, because I was doing this with my hands, just kind of being like, like to me that like there are things that make sense and being able to have as an avid music listener to be able to be like, oh, okay, I would do this and they did that. So it's like, oh, okay, then they know what they're doing, if you know what I mean. Like, but you know, to, to kind of like guess the air drumming and kind of get it correctly. Um, but there are times where bands I'm like, oh, like I feel foolish for trying to air drum to this because it's like this band is just so balls to the wall creative as far as what they're doing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. W- did you say where reaching out was, was from or where they're based? Yeah. I, uh, if I remember correctly, they are from New Jersey. I don't know which part, uh, of New Jersey, but that's, that's where they all come from. I okay. Think. Well, shout out to them. I'm, I'm stoked to, to see them do more. Uh, hopefully this coming year. So uh, sick. All right. Um, Next up is one of my picks. Uh, We're going to be listening to a band from Toronto, Ontario. This is my Canadian pick. Um, uh, The band is called Cohesion with a Z, not a Z. And then we are going to be listening to the track Distorted Vision with another Z, not a Z, um, off the EP Distorted Vision with a Z. Um, for, for those that are unaware, uh, Cohesion's a band um, that I have played a, a fair amount of shows this year with. Um, Kyle um, is not only a, a good friend, but also someone that runs a fest uh, in the Toronto area called Hold Your Ground Fest. Um, so G- Scope got to film that and is still releasing a lot of content from that. Um, cohesion also came out to play scope five year. Um, so become, become friends with a lot of those guys and, um, they play a style of metalcore that has like an edge to it that it's like, it keeps it interesting for me. Cause I've talked about here on the podcast where like certain style, like certain subgenres of metalcore just kind of like are a little, like it just doesn't do it for me specifically it just kind of feels like i've heard this a million times already but um the production of this as well as some of the like uh guitar effects pedals that cohesion likes to like meld in with their music as well as kyle's vocals specifically are a little bit more less like oh i'm scared like this is like the super fry scary vocalist and more like it has more of a despise hardcore mm-hmm. kind of side to it which i think just adds another layer uh of of uniqueness for me so um this has been an album or an ep that uh you know kyle and i have talked about a lot and to see it finally out and um getting some love um you know i wanted to give it some additional love as well so i don't know how versed you are with this band specifically jack i i, I think you dropped um the ep on on one of your notable posts yeah for, for yeah month. i definitely did i i i'm not as familiar though i mean i've def, I've definitely checked out this release and i think it's unbelievably like powerful and heavy but when i think about like the like toronto ontario and just like greater ontario hardcore scene i feel like cohesion you know like when you're playing like a video game 
and you like you think you've made it through all like the big bosses you're like all right, i know everything in front of me and then like there's a surprise drop of like some huge enemy you have to <laughs> battle i feel like that's what cohesion is you're like all right i know there's a lot of good like metalcore and like heavier hardcore in like toronto and surrounding areas but then you're like oh here's here's the cohesion release you're like oh damn yeah <laughs> i don't know if i'm really ready for this yeah. um I'll, but it's 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 really sick. I, I I've dug what I've listened to so far. Yeah, almost like it. Not final boss, but like surprise side quest boss. That's like mm. it's kind of like I'm gonna use a Pokemon analogy here. It's kind of like um, Sabrina's milk tank, if you if you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like for those that aren't aware, uh, this is yeah, this is Gen two, gym number three, and having a milk tank just absolutely just derail your game and being like how the fuck am i losing to this like to this <laughs> to this cow that just is so op it just has this crazy move set that to me is uh this cohesion release um so really excited for this band to grow off of that and um stoked for people to listen to it who have never heard it before so um this is distorted vision by cohesion Idea was 
to have that ridiculous of a buildup to that breakdown, but it happened because I I was literally gonna say I was thinking and like listening to it. I was like, I just was, I, I got kind of like nervous. Like, what is happening? Because <laughs> like when he when he said like you're on the chopping block, motherfucker. I'm like that would have already set me off when I was there. I'm like, all right, it, it's time to fucking karate chop, fucking punch people. Right, just one but guitar, I, I little almost, chug in, and then. But it was like, it felt like forever to be like, oh shit, when's it coming? And then like, and then you're like surprise mosh move into it exactly which i think honestly is like better i feel like when you get that nice surprise you get that kind of like sudden burst of like adrenaline you just like start busting out a move you didn't think you knew and you just <laughs> yes. fucking go into town <laughs> man yeah so shout out to cohesion shout out to toronto hardcore um really excited to see you know this band has been able to play um a little bit uh and tour a little bit off of this release but i think you know this is going to take them into the next year i would also like to um apologize and correct the record um it's whitney not sabrina who uh is the gym leader for the the oh. milk tank so i as a pokemon nerd i'm like i'm gonna get called out for this so i need to fucking correct the record there. because <laughs> I, I thought sabrina was one of the um in one of the games, there's a Sabrina that's like in the Elite Four. Yes. I think she's okay. like, um, I think she's a ghost type. Mm-hmm. but Ghost or psychic or something like that. Yeah, one of those. But, you know, we're, we're talking Whitney. Whitney. Whitney from Pokemon listens to Cohesion, so you should as well. Um, <laughs> that was a f- fucking terrible joke. But, uh, Jack, take, take the next uh, pick uh, and cue that shit up for us. Yeah, most certainly. So we have um, the an LP that I'm honestly just, I think, is a crowning achievement in itself. Um, band is Mourning uh, from the UK. Um, the album's called Disenlightenment. And the track that we're going to be playing is the final track off the LP called Grievance Ascends. Uh, and it was put out on uh, Streets of Hate, Northern Unrest, and Retribute Records. Um, I... I can't say enough good things about this. Um, I'm going to try to hopefully put my words in a coherent string so that people can understand. But like, I, it, it's weird. I'm getting a little emotional because like when I listened to this for the first time, it, hardcore music, like I, I'm a big fan of it, obviously. Like we're here talking about hardcore. I feel like most of my day is hardcore. But there's some records that transcend hardcore in a way that like, it actually sounds like a masterpiece of music. Mm-hmm. Like it's like one of those things, like, like if you were going to compare a record to like a, um, like a Led Zeppelin record or like uh, a Prince record, something just like, just like top, top of the pops kind of thing. And this, this morning record really does it for me. Uh, I'm, I'm a big sucker for bands that incorporate the kind of um, darker, gothier, like, black and kind of hardcore kind of uh influences that's just something that just if you can include that tastefully or like even heavily in a tasteful way like you've already got me on i'm already on board but i just think that every track on this is is beautiful and it it really is i think it really stands out amongst 
other records that have come out this year and just recently in general, just because like it's it's not your typical formula of just like chorus, two step chorus, two step uh, Tom breakdown into like uh, like skank part or into like a mosh. It's like it it's just beautiful. I don't I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting. Jack's a flustered thinking about words, it. How sick this yeah, shit is. I, honestly, awesome. I, I really am. Like this record probably is, if it's not my top record, it's in my top five of this year. Okay. I mean, I, I I I really fuck with it. Yeah. No. I I think I think either a single or one of the tracks off of this was in my consideration, and I think I have only known about Morning when uh when they did this split with out for justice and, you know, mm-hmm. Lumpy's on the, been on the podcast a couple of times. So it's like, we've kind of talked about that, like, you know, bands from America doing a split with bands from, from the UK. Um, so I'm excited to hear, I'm, I'm really excited to hear this kind of with that context from you. <coughs> Excuse me. So without further ado, um, grievance, grievance ascends by morning. Let's kick it.
That's just like a really good written song. That, that, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> you, you, from like just the structure of it to even like the solo, you're not getting the traditional dinky like hardcore solo. You're getting fucking <laughs> a work of art. Yeah. Like as someone that's, yeah, a little bit more greener to that, like it was just like, okay, it's just like bouncy and just like fun and just groovy. And then like right when I maybe was getting a little bit not bored of it, but I was like, okay, I need I need something to to freshen it up. That's where the switch mm-hmm. up happens. And I was like, oh, it's if anything, it's like just a diff like more of a halftime like pickup, but like I'm still bobbing my head to this shit. And then the guitar slow kiss are like, oh my God, like what's going on? <laughs> and then when they bring it back, they don't overstay their welcome. They just do that part like once and then kind of like do that ring out. So yeah, that's just like really great songwriting and structure um production is like perfect it's like not too much and not too little um yeah it's it's that classic thing where like i know if that band was based somewhere in california they would be fucking ginormous as far as like musically huge but it's uh i don't know it's it's that toss-up of like that band not might not be as cool because they're like there might be more people checking them out because they're not from the States, but it's also like not, there's not enough people checking them out because they're not from the States. You, you know what I'm saying there? Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think that this band has like a leg up on um, other bands from like overseas. Cause I know they played FYA once and they're also playing one of the after shows this year. Wow. Um, so I think now that people have, you know, like a month or two to really sit in and like listen to this record, I feel like, that show is going to be insane. I, I was actually going to just like rattle off the lineup for it, uh, yeah, unless you are. Yeah. So I believe it's Born Hands, Morning, Three Knee Deep, and Drain. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that's just like a recipe for fucking having a good time. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I have never seen Three Knee Deep either, which is like on one of my bucket list bands. Uh, and just having that back to back with Morning is just going to send me into some fucking. I'll have some sort of like violent overthrow of my brain. And I'm just going to be on fucking chaos mode. Yeah. No, like I was almost thinking like, Oh, is this just going to be metalcore mania? But like to have a little bit of like the more metallic and then having drain on there. Um, that's, that's a solid ass. That's an after show. Yeah. That's an after show. God. Um, right after life of agony plays uh, about an hour later so it's, if there you're, if you're, there are any survivors after life of agony plays but um, ex- exactly dude i don't know how i'm gonna do it i'm trying to go to all the after shows pre-shows and then like the full fest not skip any bands but we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens do you do you fuck with after shows on a regular basis or do you think it needs to be like it needs to be that dope of a lineup to uh to to warrant an after show i think it needs to be kind of a a dope lineup like i i feel like sometimes you get people that put on fest or like bigger shows that want to have after shows get on like a habit of like oh like half the lineup of the after shows is going to be bands that were already on like the main show right which like i think is kind of just like a little a little lame but like i think there's been certain years of this is hardcore where they've done really fantastic after shows. I think the ones that they've got this year for FYA, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's great. Cause I mean, 
you, I feel like you can't get enough of drain. And obviously three knee deep in Florida, that's that's like insane in its own right. Foreign hands has had like a popped off year of that EP. Mm-hmm. And then morning back second time. I mean, that's it's it's good shit. I I think uh Bob and everyone else that's that's working with him and FYA have done a really good job at it. And um I, I think in this case I'm all for the after shows. Yeah, I think I've not to sound like a like a fucking boomer or anything, but I'm just like, man, I'm so I was like I love when a hardcore show ends or a fest ends at like 11 o'clock. I'm like, dope. Like maybe could get some food, but like I, I just want to sleep. But when it's like, oh, there's an after show and then I'm like kind of playing that game. But like I I do see the value for a fest to do after shows because if people are traveling from all over the world to be able to do that, you want to like offer as much as you can to be like, you know, Hey, it's not just 10 to 20 bands, uh, for like the, the main day, you could also go to this. Um, cause also knowing that not every single person is going to like be at the front watching every single band, they might like need to skip out. Um, but I think I'm coming, I think I'm more open to it if it's as dope of a, a lineup as that. But I agree mm. if it's kind of like repeats from the, the day before, um, you know, it's, it becomes a little like sleep, hardcore, trying to prioritize both of those things. Yeah. You got, you got the way out your priorities, but I, I mean, I think it, I think it makes sense for us. And obviously like with a lot of fests, unfortunately you have like people that dip out for like the last two or three bands because mm-hmm. like maybe they're legacy acts or maybe there's just like something that like, doesn't interest them. So I think this, this is well executed. Yeah. So, um, to get to this track before we get under the hour mark of this podcast, make sure that we're still <clears throat> churning around. Uh, we have uh, a new single from Zulu, uh, which is as a band uh, from Los Angeles. Um, I feel like the way that Zulu names their songs are always like fun to say out loud, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Oh, yeah. This, this mm-hmm. song, no exception. So we're going to be listening to Fake in the Funk, You Get Did. Um, this is off the upcoming Zulu LP, which will be out on flat spot, um, called a new tomorrow, which is out, uh, March 3rd, 2023. Um, you know, a lot of friends, uh, in the Zulu camp and talking with Braxton, who's been the most recent pod interview about the recording of this record and what people can expect and the new things that are, that they're doing, um, this song, this track specifically, I think is showcasing, um, that the band is, I don't know if they're moving away from the power violence structure, but like this song is a little bit more structured in like a pop, um, style where it's like, here's like the main part, here's kind of like a chorus. And then here's kind of like a chorus style breakdown it's still like short to the point there's no like cookie cutter or like fat to 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 get lost in um Mm. but i feel like it's a little bit more not attainable but more palatable to the people that might just not get the spastic like moving Mm. to different things at at all given times um i'm also hearing when when we listen to this track i think there's more of 
Christine's vocals or just more vocals that are not Anaya's on there, which I think hmm. having the duality of of multiple vocalists that are so distinct is something that I think always works for bands. If you looked at like Knock Loose or you look at um, Comeback Kid, um, just having a little bit of variety so it's not just like the same person. Um, and if they only do one specific style, you can that can get a little, uh, you know, it can feel one dimensional at times. So yeah, no, definitely. This is the the latest EP of Zulus, you know, was I think as good as their last e- EP, mm-hmm. um, if not like a step up. But I feel like this is like a considerable step up when it comes to Zulu material, in my opinion. Yeah, honestly, like this is the one song on our playlist I did not listen to because I wanted it to kind of be a raw surprise for me. Because honestly, mm. I honestly, like when you gave me your picks, I didn't even realize that the single was out. So I was like, wait, did I just like completely miss a Zulu drop? <laughs> so I'm, I'm wanting this to kind of just like hit me in the face and so I can get like a raw reaction for it. But the, what I will say is like, I, I've been a fan of Zulu since like the, the last release they did. Uh, I'm really looking forward to catching them at Disturbing the Peace in January. Um, I'm curious to see what this sounds like. You, I, you, you've, I honestly thought it was going to just be more power violence like leaning but now that you say there's like kind of like a pop feel or elements to it like i'm i'm curious to see where this ride goes like i think it's just structured in a way where it's like oh i can remember more of this versus just like oh this kind of like weird guitar to drum thing um Mm. and i think the reason that maybe some people had missed it because i think this song dropped on the same day that LDB was either announcing their lineup or tickets were going up. Uh, so it's like okay. everyone's yeah. just on, you know, their Ticketmaster, like, you know, pressing refresh to be able to get that and maybe not listening to the new Zulu track. So um, it's always, yeah, we've talked about that before where it's like the un- unknown, like, oh shit, I guess this is coming or getting posted the same day that this is getting posted. And it's like kind of the the cross traffic um, of those two things or, you know, something gets a little bit more shine than the other. But this is definitely, I think, the best Zulu track that I've heard in in a while. So I'm I'm very excited to see your raw reaction of it. Hell yeah. So faking the funk, you get did Zulu, Los Angeles. Uh, Let's swing it.
thoughts? <laughs> I I was for like the first like third of the song, I was like, all right, this makes complete sense. And then like the chorus just hit in a way where it, like it reminded me of some like a certain period of harm's way and like maybe some other Chicago hardcore bands that like have done these kind of like thumpier, like drawn out, like heavier sounding choruses. And then like an absolute nutty, just fucking like break beat, like ending to that where I could just see like complete chaos. Like that's one of those endings that I'm, I'm sure you've seen bands do it where they, like, they just exaggerate or keep playing the riff for longer than it needs to be played. You could just <laughs> do that for two minutes. And honestly, like I fuck with it. Yeah, no, I, I think I, again, it's like for any fan of that band, it's like, okay, we're going to give you kind of what you would expect, but we're also going to turn it on, on its head. And just the chorus side of that, like I see, I like can see in the future when they're playing that song live and more people are just like grabbing the mic. I think that's always been something where it's like, there are a few Zulu tracks that like get that like crowd pylon section, but I feel like mm -hmm. this is the track that like oh, might yeah. be the, the new wave of that for this band. Um, and yeah, just like, just it, I don't know. It's almost like I want to listen to it again, but I know that we're going to be moving on, but like, it's, there's no bullshit. It's all Zulu. And, um, you know, I'm really, ex I, I think this is not going to be the classic case for every song on the record, but I do think that the fact that they're willing to, um, broaden things as a band musically is, is very exciting to see. And I think that's kind of a common thing I've I've noticed with a lot of flat spot bands. I feel like they're all strategically advancing their sound and leaving off like a good a good measure of like stuff that you would predict from them. Like of like you can take like scowl or speed, for instance. But like I think that it's just the flat spot fucking energy, man. Like they they understand what they're doing when they pick the bands, and the bands just seem to like be a step or two ahead of the game. Yeah, I'm really excited for when this comes out, and I'm sure there's more things down the line. It makes me think that um, either having Christine or Anaya back on the podcast to talk about this record um, when when it's closer to the date would be warranted for sure. Um, Hell yeah. What do we got next? So we got uh, one of my favorite European hardcore bands. Um, so uh, we have yeah. Van Wait. Uh, from Oslo, Norway. Uh, they just dropped an LP called Violence of the Divine. And it came out just a week or so ago um, around Thanksgiving. And this is just one of those bands that like when I was starting to like reintroduce myself to really deep diving and digging into like uh, hardcore from like outside the US, I found out about like a handful of like youth crew melodic like new age record sounding bands like it was weight tides denied and spark uh if you ever heard of any of those and i just like latched onto those three because it just it was just a nice sound to hear because i think at the time i listened to them in like 2018 2019 you're still in the midst of like heavier stuff so i just was like relishing in like in the fact that like that stuff is still thriving because i feel like when you think about european hardcore bands a lot of the stuff you'll think about is like kind of like knockoff or like really heavily influenced youth crew stuff. Mm. But this weight record is, is pretty neat. Um, I really just, uh, 
I think like if I had to put it to something, cause I think it sounds pretty unique. Um, it sounds con- like a contemporary, like in- envision, like if you like envision, you'll probably really fuck with this. Um, I also have to say that I was like pretty, <laughs> this is not a diss. I was pretty annoyed with them that they kept releasing singles and not giving me the whole thing. They've been doing it the whole year. I think they legit released a single in January and then one maybe in the spring and over the summer. I'm like, dude, where, just, just give, give me the record, please. <laughs> it made me wait almost a year. But uh, thankfully it's finally out. Um, and just a funny thing. The reason I put this track right after the Zulu track, because there's a bass line in the Wait song where it is super funky and they're not thinking the funk like in the title of the Zulu track. Oh, so, I see. Okay. Yeah, when, you, <laughs> like, when you hear it, you're, you're, you're going to be pretty pleased. I, I really, that's why I chose this song in particular. It just like stood out in that way. But um, um, you ever heard of them? No, this, this will be um, uh, a fresh first listen for me. Um, yeah, I'm not privy to a lot of that stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to get educated. This is also the longest song on our on our playlist. So um, oh, yeah. we're going to be on on a bit of a journey here. Um, just to uh, uh, tangent off real quick, uh, when you were talking about singles and just like releasing singles, it's like, when's the full thing? At Act Like You Know, I ran into, I'm, I'm forgetting uh, his name, but one of the members of Last Gasp. And mm-hmm. I was like, we were talking about because they were a band that was like single every single month because it was peak COVID times. People didn't know when things were coming out. And mm-hmm. when I was doing a monthly uh, recap uh, and, uh, and a playlist, it's like they were on it for like five months straight. It felt like because they were just putting out a single every single month. And obviously they weren't doing that because of that. But it was just this very serendipitous thing where I was doing something once a month and I was like, oh, did last guest drop a new track? Yep. All right. Keep them on on the graphic for there. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, sometimes it is interesting uh, the single strategy as far as like, you know, some some people do in a couple. But yeah, a lot of people like to to go back to the the first track that we featured. It's like, can we wait? It's like people can, but don't want to wait for new, for new music these days. They will begrudgingly wait. And shake <laughs> they will their begrudgingly the waiting. Absolutely. So wait, fear of chaos. Let's check it out.
as a riff appreciator, I appreciate some of those riffs. Dude, it, it's like a ride, honestly. It really like, is. Yeah. It's like, and I think uh, to like re- revise what I said uh, earlier, they do, there isn't a vision quality to them, but if you mash envision with like the locking out sound, uh, maybe like post, like, like maybe like mid 2000s, late 2000s locking out, that's kind of what you get with this band. And I, I think the the funky bass, the the woo. I mean, it's just, the it's just you're having fun. You're having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think the fact that they kind of, I don't know if they built the song around those bass jammy, you know, like kind of like those kind of parts. But I love that those are kind of like the feature pieces of this track. And then the mm-hmm. fear of chaos, like you know, the the gang vocals and the build up to that is is a nice um part b to that like the fact like and and it's like in this day and age it's like uh it's a lot for a band to put out a song that's almost four minutes that has that much stuff um i don't know i'm very curious on how we would go over live um because i i could listen to that song on repeat just like in my car no problem but like i'm very curious if if people are going off um the way the the way that i hope that they would because it's it's a lot to commit to to be like okay we're we're jamming with the bass and the the funky bass here for for a little while before we're getting into the the more pit focused parts of that song i feel like this would it, i would imagine when they play I, if i were like to control their set list this would have to be either be the first or the last song so i feel like it breathes a lot of good energy and it gives you can either really get down to the bass part or you can take that as a breather before it kicks back in. Right. So I, I think either way it, it will work. And hopefully, uh, I, I hope they make it to the States one day. I'd really like to see them. Yeah. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm very, I'm going to give the the rest of this release a lesson after this. Cause I am, I'm very into that style and, uh, hoping yeah. for more funky bass. Cause that's always welcome. Um, the opposite Yo, of funky, real quick. Yes. I need to pee. Okay. No, that's that's okay because I actually need to uh I'm going to grab an extra bev as well. So, let's take 5 yes. here. There we go. Are you relieved? Yeah, I have <laughs> opened the dams and everything's fine. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I opened the dams. Yeah, man. Broke the levees. Let it it loose. Uh, Okay, so back into it. Um, We got a few more left. Um, The next one is uh, a pick that I wanted to do last time that we did this, but I told Jack, I'm like, I think this band's going to have a full release out by the time we're doing November, so I'll, I'll hold off till then. And I'm really glad that I had more to choose from. So we're going to be listening to a band called Doomsday. They're from Oakland, California. The track we're going to be listening to is called Agony Blossoms Fear off their new EP titled Depictions of Chaos, which song name and just EP name, this band's just good at just like getting the vibe right for their music. Um, So this is a band that I unapologetically just ride for as far as the riffs, Um, a band that is dialing in that like thrash crossover vibe a hundred percent artwork wise, tonally production wise. Um, 
I'll go on record just to say I think this is one of the most underrated bands from the mm. general Bay Area. Um, you know, Oakland being, you know, just off of that. But um, I I have fucked with this band the minute that I heard them. And anyone mm. that likes that, like, Power Trip, Dead Heat um, style of, of hardcore is for sure going to love this band, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, honestly... Your your assessment of it is, is pretty right because I really didn't know much about this band until you started like bringing them up. So I guess I can credit you for making me a, a Doomsday fan. Um, <laughs> I really fucked with the single, um, and I haven't given the full LP like a deep dive yet. But I honestly think they're they really are like toned in it and like everything clicks like like hey, kind of you're saying like they like the name of the songs and the tracks like the sound they're going for everything's just like dialed in and it sounds just utterly insane uh i think i don't know if we, we've we've seen really more bands like the dead heats and power trips that have come up i feel like since the pandemic people i guess like I don't know. I guess people still are fucking with thrash, but I, I, I find it hard to think of like a lot of thrash stuff that's going off really right now. Like you have not denial of life, dead heat still around. You have enforced uh, bands like that, but like people have gone, I guess more towards the death metal, but like, I'm really, really happy with this. Uh, and honestly glad I did not sleep on this release because it's going to, it's going to be in the zine. Uh, it, it, uh, so we're going to be in addition to that and really, hoping to see them too i mean I, california just they just need like a plaque you know like when you drive into a, a, a township or a city and they have like a plaque like oh home of such and such victories of high school or like university <laughs> they should just have that going into california it's like home of doomsday dead heat tsunami and just the list goes could you on imagine the the size of that plaque with the amount of bands it would it would go there would be like um it's kind of like those billboards on the highway where there's multiple ones that are like connected to mm -hmm. each other. That would be, yeah. you know, here's the thrash plaque. Here's the punk plaque. Here's the fucking beatdown plaque. Um, here's the melodic, you know, like it just goes on forever. But um, yeah, I, I'm really stoked. I, I think to your point, people do fuck with thrash, but in I haven't seen it become the popular thing even when bands like power trip were at their all time high, like it has mm -hmm. never like really become the, not to say like when a, when a subgenre becomes trendy, it become, it loses its, its luster or anything. There's just uh, an influx of bands that are doing that. But I haven't in my time in hardcore, I haven't seen that influx of bands that are like, everyone's just trying to write, like knock off Metallica riffs. And I've always loved that. Like I do that myself, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, to me, it's like it's so like this band specifically is just like it's so catchy. It's so easy to be listening mm -hmm. to this shit. Yeah. So if your world has not been rocked by any of these other tracks, uh, it's about to. Uh, this track is called Agony Blossoms Fear by Doomsday. Yeah. 
I totally forgot there was a little spooky outro there, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that. I, I often think that like when bands do that, uh, either towards like the beginning or like the end of a track, I, I kind of like try to let that seep into me as like much as possible. I really try to get into like the mindset of like someone who's like maybe in that kind of environment and hearing that, you know what I mean? Just like, if it, like I just imagine like either a movie scene or something like that where it'd be happening, just like try to get the vibe of it. It's very ethereal and like I can I can as long as it's like tastefully done and it's not like over like overtly done, like a acoustic guitar track or something like this is like it's nice to spice up in a in a in a record, especially if you're just fucking riffing at 110% the entire time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like having that contrast there, like I almost appreciate that it like there have been a lot of thrash bands that have done the, you know, acoustic track, like super like, um, you know, just hearing the strumming and all that. But like hearing that just on a clean channel of a, a main guitar was almost like a nice a difference, a differentiator to an already differentiator, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And having like the Western style, like gongs in the background, like it just kind of helped like kind of like bring it down to like okay you can rest but like not for too long you know like there's mm -hmm. you know something coming up after that so that whole ep yeah, just fucking rips um so highly recommend people to check that out if they fuck with the riffs on that yeah no 100 i'm looking forward to like seeing what more uh this album has onto it might make for some good gym music for after the pod's over. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Um, what do we got next? Let's see. So we have, I have my own Canadian pick. So oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I this kind of came out of nowhere. I, I was not aware of this band until they just dropped this earlier in November. But the the band's called Desecrate. They're from Montreal, Quebec. 
and this ep is called true colors um and the song that i chose is right smack dab in the middle of the three song it's uh stranglehold i just a lot of the provinces in in canada like when i look at them like zoomed out the 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 scenes there make sense like when i think about british columbia to me like the more punkier stuff comes to mind like the neon taste records kind of scene like calgary and like I, I get what's going on there i feel like that makes sense like prairie lands makes sense but when it in like toronto like steel city hardcore like the stuff happening around there like it it just adds up but like quebec's a mystery to me and some of my favorite <laughs> canadian bands are, are from that region like i really fuck with a band called offside who just released a promo a couple of days ago that really just love that band to death um but this this really just smacked me in the fucking face. Like I didn't know really what to think of it. Cause like the, the band camp was just kind of like bare bones. Like, yeah, some bands like they'll just like make the text blend into the background. And it like, so you just like, don't know where they're from or don't know anything. It's just like, <laughs> Oh, here's the song. Drive. Command a to find where the actual text is and kind of highlight yeah, yeah, your yeah. way so through like, it. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I, I don't even know how this is going to go. And I I just selected that song because I, I always try to go for the second track. I don't know why it is. Like when I check out a band, I'm not clicking the first one because I always assume it might be some sort of an intro. Mm. I want to get like a little bit of the meat, so I just go to the second or third. Gotcha. Uh, but this is just like barbarian music. This is really <laughs> just like like bone crushing, just fucking sweet music to my ears, and I. I feel like it's almost a little bit of a mystery. I need to like look into them more because I know they've released other material. I think they've been around. If I can check here, they've been around. The <laughs> do the control A. They've been around since uh, I guess June of last year, so like a full year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if it, the other stuff's up on uh, Spotify, but their Bandcamp has like a couple things. Yeah, um, I'm going to their like uh, fans also like just to see who that I who within the it's normally like homies like listening to that shit so like i see gavel on here i see category 514 prowl rust cohesion who we listen to mm-hmm. scarfold uh kennedy yeah so there's some uh there's some crossover but I, this is the first time i'm hearing this name so you know as a western canada representative Usually, you know, there's been more crossover for the Eastern Canada stuff, but like Quebec's like really far. And then it's like, it's almost like when you're going even further, when you go to like Prince Edward Island and Newfoundland, like that, that's a scene that I I like, it's just a huge question mark to me. Like, is there shows happening there? I know there is, but it's like, I could not tell you five bands from that scene right now. But Quebec is like just kind of in that in-between um, if you're, I, I could, I could sit here and like list off a few Montreal bands. Um, but Quebec's like a little bit more interesting, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked that we both had some, some dope Canadian picks and I'm stoked to hear what this sounds like. Cause it artwork wise, I'm kind of like, here, like, it's kind of like, I don't know how heavy it's going to be until we hit play, but I kind of like that mystery that uh that into anticipation aspect of this right now so um any anything yeah, else you want to say really oh i guess what i want to say is like if you if you're like someone when you hear hate breed 
perseverance or like satisfaction and you just immediately forget that you have morals and ethics uh this is probably something that's going to vibe with you very well okay (laughs) okay well uh you know anyone who's been wanting to bedroom mosh this might be the track to uh to do it um stranglehold by desecrate let's uh check it out you know hang on to your butts in the actual fuck was that i'm telling you dude you you just feel fucking hormones and then fucking adrenaline just run through your fucking veins i like had to get up out of my chair for that last breakdown like what is happening (laughs) i just just hear something that fucking powerful like there's definitely a lot of heavier bands out there but like this just like commanding like i i I, when i first heard i was like this is like (laughs) trail of lies with hate breed like that era of mm, perseverance yeah. hate breed and you, you can't beat that like i feel like you'd be <laughs> people watching them live like i'm afraid to turn my eyes away from the band because i don't <laughs> want to disrespect whoever's sitting here man yeah well i need to fucking educate myself on off the rest of that and that's like that's very cool for a band from all the way out there who's like you know not it, it's like pure just on like just unrelenting, like heavy hardcore. I mm-hmm. I love that. I'm I'm desecrate. Hit my fucking line. You guys are fucking doing something sick. So, <laughs> dude, it, I'm like, saying like if you. It's like a you know when like certain bands on Spotify do all caps. You know which mm-hmm. they're the only one on this list. They deserve to have all caps. <laughs> um, for their oh, fucking yeah. Spotify name. 
I would I, I would love to see what like the reaction would be live because I just can't imagine like what people would do to themselves. Like you'd be like <laughs> contorting your body into like weird forms just to like fling <laughs> your arms back. It's like uh, it's wow. mayhem. Yeah, that might be one of the top tracks on on this list for me. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I included it. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you did as well. Um, I feel like it it must be uh like I'll always bring a Canadian track to the list, but I feel like you have to also bring at least one because you I like you... that 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 challenge though, because like I, I I feel like being an honored guest on the Scope Exposure universe, like I need to be connecting with with some Canadian bands. Yes, I, I agree. Um so this is your last track of the list uh, as we yes. head towards the end. So uh, what do we got to to round out the the last couple tracks here? So we just listened to something that's crushingly heavy. <laughs> I'm trying to round stuff off in like a really faster route. I think this is probably the most, um, as far as like, you know, the northern New York scene goes of like Rochester, Buffalo, um, Albany. <laughs> all that shit like i think this is the most underrated band um it's who decides the song is called no solution which i believe is one of the singles off of this release that's called In is anybody hearing this uh and I believe it's up for pre-order on head to wall records um i really fucked with what they did back in 2020 they did the who decides release which i think i included in the zine that year um they did Funny enough, they did that split with Last Gasp, as you mentioned them earlier. Um, oh, so, yeah. I'm like, I've seen this name before. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, they, yeah. They, they keep sporadically coming up. I, I don't know how like often that they play shows, but they, they're just like a hidden gem of, of New York, like upstate New York. I really think that like the, I'm really – I would say like the, the bands that I put on repeat nowadays are either like – the crushingly heavy, powerful shit, or like I'm putting on the restraining order LP and listening to that over and over again. And this kind of falls into that lane. I feel like they're doing like really like fast, straightforward, hardcore sound. It's beautiful. I think this is the shortest song. Yeah, just by a couple seconds. It is shorter than the Zulu song. So it's like a minute and 13. And it, it's just hard not to love it. I feel like if anything, like if any sound were to take like predominance in hardcore, I hope it's more the restraining order ankle biter, like this kind of sound. Cause I, I feel like that's maybe for kids these days, from what I have seen, like in Roanoke and everywhere else, like I feel like that's the gateway, like the type of band that is the gateway is like, you want to hear something that's just straightforward, like no bullshit and a lot of two-step parts that you can get involved in. And mm -hmm. it's just like, a little on the manic side, like something that seems a little bit out of control, more so than usual. So, okay, and, uh, yeah, cool, yeah. Uh, another track that I'm uh, super green on. Uh, so stoked to listen to that. Yeah, um, let's see how manic it gets. Uh, so this is No Solution by Who Decides. <laughs> Shepherd that I get my nose around that 
my head kind of hurts. That from was head like bang five, that and that's like five hour energy hardcore, dude. That's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> I'm living for shit like that where you feel like you're trying to like, like I was trying to like headbang to the speed of the music. And now my brain is like bruised yeah. a little bit. I, <laughs> I feel like bands like that where it's like, okay, what's the appropriate like punk hardcore BPM? Okay, let's just increase that by like five or 10 and just like just go off to the races. But that's a band that I could see playing a fest level event that has the professional sound system and all that bullshit. But also Mm -hmm. I could see that band playing out of someone's garage and just someone's first real deal hardcore experience where they're like feeling that energy and that speed and that pace and that like driving force. So, um, yeah, that's super sick. And, and I feel like, um, it's just got a little bit more of a pissed attitude. Like, like kind of it felt to me it felt like kind of like chemical fix e um mm-hmm. just having that like that bpm that's just a little bit higher than everyone else and just being a little bit more just like um aggravated off of something so yeah it definitely was a little bit more like charged more pissed uh sounding i'm hoping after this they do like a proper lp and i'm Maybe I just need to beg them to come down south and just like play near where I live. I'd love, I, I need any excuse to hear something this fast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very, very excited to to check out. Uh, you know, the fact that that's the short the the if that's the normal span of length for that band's songs, it'll be an, an easy listen to be able to get through all of that. But yeah, I'm into that. Um, so we're here at the end, uh, last track, um, and we'll listen to this, and then we'll have a few closing thoughts between Jack and I. But the last track that, um, and I'm glad that you put this last, actually, because this kind of bookends the beginning where we were talking about Act Like You Know, and now we're kind of towards the tail end. And this band, I got to see it Act Like You Know uh, this year, but also got to see them at Promcore last year. And to see the growth of that band mm. playing you know, a year ago, they played second at the pre-show to maybe, you know, not a lot of people still had like a good reaction, like just played like their lives depended on it. And to see them get one, one of arguably the biggest reactions of day one and like people Mm. piling on. The other thing that's crazy is that anyone that, you know, we've, we've mentioned, uh, rejection pact and, and as far as Boise and, um, you know, people, People that know will chant Boise for certain Boise bands in between songs. People were screaming side-eye when they weren't playing any music. And that was just so wild to see just like a band that has come and played Tulsa multiple times, but being able to see them like have like cult fans, it felt like uh, off of, uh, you know, a great band, but just like, seeing the love for that band <laughs> during the songs as well as when they weren't even playing any music was was super wild to see um i also uh thought picking them would be a good way to kind of plug some upcoming stuff because michaela who is the basis of this band um they're going to be coming on the podcast um uh in the next little while um to talk about the band and and all those things but this release was uh you know something it's weird because I've seen this band live multiple times, but I've this is the first time like actually listening to their material. 
And it's actually a little bit heavier than it comes off live, if that makes hmm. sense. Um, so I'm into it. Um, I know, like, how versed are you when it comes to side-eye stuff? Oh, fairly versed. Uh, I think they hit me up with um, whatever their last release was, and they sent it to me in the in an email, and I listened to it. And I think when I listened to that, um, I thought it was pretty decent. And I th- feel like this band had a lot of promise, though. I, I was really kind of rooting for this band in the background. And it seems like you kind of confirmed that. I mean, like, they've... They played Promcore like the last year, and then now they played Act Like You Know. And it seems like they've gotten even better reception and like grown more as a band. And I like this new release. I think it's still continuing in a in a in a great direction. And I think they even have more room to like grow and like spread their wings out a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited uh, for them, and I'm I can't wait to hear them on the pod. I don't know if they've, any of their members have done podcasts yet, so I'm curious to see what all they have to say. Yeah, I I don't think so. Um, Not to my knowledge, at the very least. I also want to plug, I don't know the the guitar player's name, but they they ran sound for the entirety of uh, the fest this past past year. And um, when I talked to Aaron about it, because Aaron was gracious enough to let Endgame stay uh, with him, I was just like, what went into bringing a band from a, uh, well, not what into bringing the band, but having a member of that band do sound for the entirety of that fest. And he was like, Oh, like they just hit me up and they're like, what's the plans for sound? He's like, I haven't made those plans yet. And they were like, I'll just do it. And to see the fact that like, there's such a connection there and someone just was willing to like work because I have, when, when, it's when you're just playing a fest and I'm coming right off of this, when you're playing a fest and you just get to hang out, that is the best case scenario. But when you put up your hand and you say, Hey, I want to help out. And now it's like, I'm working this event. Like things will like lean on you to be able to, uh, to, you know, to make sure the, the event is running smoothly and, and running sound like the sound sounded great in that, in that, uh, in that hall. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just wild because that, that for me would be like someone from British Columbia coming to do sound for my event. And the fact that I don't, I don't know how much they got compensated or if anything at all, but I think that's just something to be said of people that are like, well, I'll I'll just do it and not really thinking of the logistical or time commitment for that. And, uh, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to add that extra piece in there off of a, a, a band that writes great hardcore music, but is about, the community and the the extra hardcore things that are um connected to it and nor do i think they're doing that to get a plug on a on a podcast that we're recording but i but i do think that a lot of that maybe goes unnoticed and i want to bring that up to be like you know there are people that are watching when those kind of things happen and i think that's sick oh yeah and i mean that's a that's a tremendous like responsibility to put on your shoulders in addition to like playing the fest too so like props to them for doing that and it seems like they just like ride for like the community aspects of hardcore so i can i can respect that yeah so to end off this episode um the almighty great side eye from springfield missouri let's go
the perfect ending to all the music uh for for this playlist just side eye motherfucker <laughs> i love that i mean like you're saying they're doing that in between songs so <laughs> why not have it in, in the in the, the music for the podcast that, that's today? based based for sure um so uh thank you everyone for listening all all the way through uh this is again like it's it's really cool to be able to dissect some of these bands and these releases and kind of like put them up on the chopping block to be able to talk about it but yeah again like selfishly it's really good to see you jack and talk hardcore um anything you want to plug or shout out before we wrap up the episode yeah uh some point this week I'm going to be releasing the cover of the 2022 hardcore hit list scene. It's already like finished. My brother and I've been working on it. Uh, he does like all the graphic design and like work for like structuring how the zine takes shape. So really appreciate him doing that. Um, I've pretty much been doing zine work the entire like last month. Like I, I think there's going to be over like, 300 bands listed on the zine plenty of canadian bands plenty of international bands uh really looking forward to seeing the reception of this one we've trying to change the layout up a bit i think we found a new printing home so i don't have to drop i think i mentioned this last time i think i dropped close to 1200 dollars printing last time damn which is insane yeah which is insane i, I don't <laughs> i don't want to do that unless i actually have to so um I'm hoping to like with the the less amount of overhead costs that I'm gonna have to to pay for, I can reduce the price for the zine and make it ten instead of twenty. So, yeah, whenever I post that this week, there'll be some details on like the pre-order stuff. Because so I'm hoping to put up the pre-order at some point end of December. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but other than that, uh, I think last time did last time did I plug the band shirt that I was wearing? I'm pretty sure I did. I think yes. I think so. I'm I'm just gonna continue that. I'm wearing a Live It Down shirt. Live It Down's fucking awesome. Uh Cleveland, Ohio. It Cleveland is like <laughs> this is maybe a weird comparison, but Cleveland is like the Boise of the the like the eastern half of the US. Okay. I feel like there's so much hype around Cleveland itself. Like especially like last year when you had like 
the slug demo came out and people were just like fucking on their hands and knees just fucking praising that um <laughs> so shout out to, to cleveland hardcore and rebirth records um and yeah i think that's it cool um what do i have to plug um subscribe to the podcast follow that uh i have uh i think some podcasts that i'm excited about i mentioned matt from citizen is coming on uh, or came on uh his episode will be out i did an episode with devin from sanguasugabog um that i'm excited mm-hmm. to put out um one podcast that i'm very excited and have not recorded yet but i'm recording it i think next week or this coming week uh is i'm going to be talking with blake ibanez of fugitive and power trip um oh shit okay so that's selfishly as a riff wizard myself i'm very excited to be talking with him about his projects and you know obviously like there's a lot of things to talk power trip wise um uh but fugitive is like a band that's just fucking it feels like it's just off the races uh for them yeah so it seems that way yeah um that would be a couple podcasts i'm gonna plug uh I have a new band called Admission of Guilt that is dropping some new music soon. I don't know when. Um, if people like beatdown music, it's going to be that and then some. Um, Endgame is slowly working on our on finishing uh, what we have coming up for next year. Um, there might be some changes uh, in that world when it comes to what we're doing, but uh, not can't really say much on that at the time. Um, plug all the liquid death that came the other day and i'm going to be drinking a lot of those yeah. on the podcast going forward um please go follow what it takes blog on instagram follow scoped um and we'll see you next month to talk december releases um i'm curious on how much is going to get dropped because anything from december 15th on is you know uh all i want for christmas territory but Excited to see what hardcore is going to be doing uh, next month. I always find that like, because I feel like the the period between like December 15th and like January 15th for like, you don't like bands just don't want to drop stuff then because like you get in that gray area where like, oh, it's right at the end of the year. You're not going to be on a, a list or right at the beginning. People will forget. Right. But I tend to always find at least one or two things that are like literally released on like the last day of December that are just fucking fantastic. Right. And it always just like, it puts like a wrinkle, permanent wrinkle in my forehead because I just get so mad. Like, I wish I would have known about this. But I could have just, just covered this and put it in the scene. Guys, <laughs> but, come on. Help throw Jack a bone and uh, and help them out to be able to to be considered. Yeah, it's, it's it'll be an it'll be an interesting month, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, again, thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Till then. <laughs>